expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information, go to KUCI.org or follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Hey friends, my name is Dinah and you're listening to Thought Bubbles on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine a show where I discuss superheroes and the latest comic book news. I'm here this week with my dear friend Noah as we discuss the Jewish origins of Superman and superhero comics. So, um, Noah, since you're my expert for the week, did you want to sort of give a brief introduction of kind of the history as you know it? Yeah, so... I will say that I will admit, and this is like probably not something you want to include in your radio show about comic books, but I am not the biggest comic book nerd. Um, I don't know like all the nooks and crannies. I just like know very specific information um, about very specific things. And one of those things is obviously Superman and his Jewish origins. Though I don't claim to be an expert on that by any means. I'm very passionate about Superman because I I think he is the most... um, popular Jewish coded superhero and is certainly the first you know superhero both of his creators were Jewish and Superman's story is actually if you really look into it sort of directly mirrors Moses's story in the Tanakh Um, because Moses during you know the Pharaoh's reign and everything like that all the Hebrew boys were being killed and his he was sent down the river Um, to get a chance to live and he was taken up by the pharaoh's sister and raised a part of a part of a people that were not you know the same religion or ethnicity as himself Um, and with um, superman obviously he came from krypton he was an alien and his planet you know was was destroyed and his parents sent him to earth to these strange people that he did not you know they didn't know to be raised a part of a culture that, of course, you know, that was not his, just so that he would get a chance to live. So this topic interests me a lot because I love Jewish representation. And as you mentioned, is that without Jews, Marvel and DC wouldn't exist like it does today because um, Joe Schuster and Jerry Siegel, which were not their given names, they created Superman, the first, you know, superhero. So like you, I'm Jewish and I'm very passionate about Jewish representation. And even though comic books are not my biggest strong interest area, I'm, it's very nice to see these Jewish superheroes and even villains in some circumstances, but mainly superheroes because it's nice to know that there's someone who kind of like represents you out there. And it's, I'm also passionate about it because of the erasure that happens. That is the biggest thing that I'm passionate about is you watch um, X-Men and Magneto is Jewish. 
comic books and you know in the movies and that's kind of like veering away from superman for a second but he's jewish and i know briefly marvel toyed with the idea of actually getting rid of his jewishness because they wanted to do a more modern take and yes um i I see your facial expression (laughs) and they were wanting to do that they were planning to make him a black american to more modernize his story which you can make magneto a black american who is also jewish because they jews of color exist and there was also batgirl her jewishness was erased in actually tv show adaptations i believe it was and all of these characters are having their jewishness stripped um petro maximoff wanda maximoff in the mcu um superman in you know the movie adaptations is i believe even um, roy schwartz who wrote a book about superman's jewish origins he even spoke about how in the movies he is actually has a more um he said jesus christ parallel which is a it's a it's certainly a thing when you go from a moses parallel and a very jewish origin story to he's jesus because those two things don't go together <laughs> so I guess I'm more passionate about making sure that these Jewish characters are not divorced from their Jewishness more so than anything else. And I like to talk about it and let people know that, hey, these characters are Jewish. Peter is Jewish. Batgirl is Jewish. Batman is Jewish. Superman is Jewish. They're all Jewish. And even if they aren't, a lot of characters have their Jewish coded in a way because their creators were Jewish and they put a part of their selves into those characters like captain america irish protestant i'm pretty sure but he was created by jews who wanted a hero during everything that was going on during world war ii so all of these characters that are in dc and marvel even if they are not overtly jewish some of them are jewish coded yeah exactly like that is the exact reason that captain america is shown to be punching hitler on the cover because it was a story created by Jews before America entered world officially entered World War II, and it is trying to get America and American citizens actively thinking about the importance of joining the war and fighting Nazis and not just sort of being impartial and servicing both sides, but actively fighting against nazism and that's because it's jews creating this their lives are at stake and it's even why you have superman's origin looking the way it does being so similar to the story of moses i mean it's even when you look at not just clark kent's sort of origin as a baby but his time on earth and his ability to blend in is a lot of ways the assimilationist fantasy, for lack of a better term, which a lot of Jews at the time, that was their safety net and their safety mechanism was coming to America often or being born in America. Oftentimes their names were changed or they changed them. And I mean, most of the creators, Stan Lee is not Stan Lee's real name. His real name is Stanley Lieber, and Jack Kirby's last name is Kurtzberg. So there's a lot of 
Jews trying very hard to sort of Americanize themselves as a way to survive. And so this sort of happens with Clark Kent as well. Like, he comes to Earth as a baby, he's raised human, he doesn't even know he's Kryptonian for a long, long time, and even when he does, he sort of has these two faces, this disguise that allows him to very much sort of keep himself safe, in a way, from from anyone who fears or tries to hurt Superman and all the backlash that comes from Or even Peter Parker, who is not something we'll talk about right now because you and I will just go off on a giant tangent and talk about that the whole time, but it's why Peter Parker's story is so fundamentally Jewish to the point that it is almost undeniable that his character is Jewish even if it is not said on page. And that's because these are stories created by Jews, so they pull from what they know, and what they know is Judaism. So Superman's story looks like Moses, and Peter Parker's character fundamentally becomes Jewish because one of his creators is Stanley, and Stanley is looking for an everyman character. To him, his everyman and his perspective comes from the perspective of Judaism. So that's what these stories end up being, and that's fundamentally sort of the, the resonance of these stories. I really, real quick, I want to circle back to you mentioning that Superman is kind of, you know, the assimilationist dream. Um, And I don't disagree there, but it did make me think of Kara Danvers, Supergirl, Um, because you have, you know, these two family members from the, you know, the same, they have the same place. They're basically both Jewish. Kara left Krypton when she was, you know, what, like 12, 13, she was, you know, Yes. Yeah. Teenager. She was, she was young. So, but she left Krypton knowing about the culture and the people and all of this other things. Clark left as a baby. Um, and they both came to this planet. Obviously Kara came much later than him, at least based off of what I know about the TV shows. <laughs> I'm assuming that they probably didn't move far away from the comics in that regard, but they both came to earth. They were both raised by the same family. Clark assimilated no problem, mostly because he came to Earth as sort of like a blank slate. Yes, he was part of the Kryptonians, but he didn't know really much about his family. Like he was raised, you know, by Goyim. Let's just let's just say that. Like, I mean, if you're working from the framework that he is Jewish and that the culture that he came from, you know, were basically Jewish coded Jewish people then he was raised by Goyam. And Cara Danvers was too, but again, she was raised with Kryptonians first. She had all of that knowledge and she is the exact opposite. She is um, the Jews who wouldn't let go of their culture, their people, every you know, thing. They held onto it tightly. Of course, she found ways to, um, she did sort of assimilate Again, I'm working off of the TV show adaptation, as I did state earlier. No comic book knowledge in this brain. But she didn't assimilate to the same degree as Clark did. She still, like, held very strongly to her Kryptonian roots in a way. And I'm not saying that Clark didn't, but I think it's it's different. But Clark might have been happy never, you know, kind of embracing his full Kryptonian identity. 
Whereas Kara, she had known that identity and coming to Earth, she kind of had to abandon it. And she's more, what I've noticed is like, she's happier when she's embracing her Kryptonian identity and talking about her people and all of this, you know, other stuff, you know, about it. So in a way, I think she's more, she's traditional Jews who kind of can move through the world as I want to say like Goyim, they can pass as Goyim, but in the, their actual like private practice, they are overtly Jewish because they can't, you know, separate that. And whereas Clark kind of t- tends to be more of a secular Jew, um, why not like, because secular Jews tend to be more assimilated and I'm purposely not using reform there because a lot of people think reform is secular, et cetera. That's not relevant here, but he's um, a more secular Jew and Kara is a more traditional Jew. I'd say that maybe conservative Jew and then their parents, if they came to earth, they would be Orthodox. Like, um, I forgot her aunt's name, but her aunt they like didn't even try to um, assimilate into the culture. She was a proud Kryptonian. So in working within the frameworks of Jewish branches, her aunt was, I guess, an Orthodox Jew who doesn't can't hide their Jewishness regardless of where they go because it is such an ingrained part of them. And I'm repeating myself at that point, but that's that's kind of like where I'm at. Um, and real quick, a last comment, um, and then you can, I know you probably weren't dying to say something, but I want to bring up their names real quick. That's something someone brought to my attention is Kal-El and Karazor-El. If you, obviously they're not Hebrew names, but just pretend you heard that in a synagogue. It wouldn't really be out of place because something that someone, a friend of mine brought up is that they follow the similar naming conventions as Hebrew. So um, Karazor El. Okay, no, I blanked on that thought. But the point is, they um, Karazor El, it follows the Hebrew naming con- conventions. So there you go. Hey, just a friendly reminder that you're listening to Thought Bubbles on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Dinah, and I'm here this week with my friend Noah as we talk about the Jewish origins of superhero comic books and the character of Superman. It's kind of like, as I was saying earlier, where Jews are, even if unintentionally, creating these stories with elements that they're familiar with. Everyone pulls inspiration from their own lives, and just sort of the reason that there is such a prevalence of this with, like you said, the naming conventions, is because there were a lot of Jews in these roles working on comic books, largely for the fact that they couldn't get work many other places, and these were some of the few jobs that were hiring because they weren't seen as particularly valuable or elevated, I guess. So there are a lot of Jews working in the comic book industry for the fact that they can't work anywhere else. And so that's why there's so many examples of this. But yeah, so it's just sort of Jewish ideology and Jewish stories and Jewish way of thinking permeates all of these early stories and thus kind of 
all comic books and all comic book stories entirely, even now when written by Goyish writers, because all the fundamentals and all almost all of these base original creations come from Jews and the Jewish outlook on life. So, uh, yeah, I just think it, the scope of how much it shapes superheroes in the comic book industry is incalculable. Yeah, because I mean, like a lot of careers is that at the time, like you said, is that, or implied said, is it wasn't a career that a lot of um, Goyish people were looking to go into. So it kind of like Jews being creative people, (laughs) I'm I'm not going to lie. I mean, I think we are, we're typically very creative people. Um, It's the trauma, I think. Um, So of course we flocked to this industry because no other jobs were likely taking us. And it, this applies to other jobs like banking, um, being a lawyer, et cetera, is that um, I think it's interesting is Jews get pushed to these des- less than desirable um, jobs and they make a success out of it. And suddenly all of the Goyish people, they're angry because they made a success out of it. Like you weren't supposed to do that. And then they want to go and do those careers. And then they want to erase some of the work that the Jewish um, people did specifically in the you know sense of um, comic books is like, I mean, I think it is erasing the Jewish creators um, work when you are ignoring the Jewish codedness of a character or just ignoring their flat out um, Jewishness. And one thing that I want to say is, while I know Magneto is not the only canonically Jewish character, I do think it's interesting that he is the most popular one. And it says a lot about how people only care about canonically, canonically Jewish characters when they have a trauma background, when it, when it, because Magneto's story, it appeals to people because you get to see, people are just happier to see um, these sob stories, I guess, in a way, because Magneto's story was sad and no one can tell me that they watched, you know, X-Men or even, I guess, read the comics. It wasn't sad about his past because especially with that being so recent in our history, it really, you know, gripped at you. Like I know a Holocaust survivor at my synagogue. So it's again, a very recent phenomenon and it was very heart-wrenching, but again, it says a lot about the boyish audience that that was the character that, that got popular. And it says a lot about the people in Hollywood that that character got especially popular when it comes to screen adaptations because of his backstory. Um, and I do real quick, I want to circle back. We're going to do a lot of circling back. Um, you mentioned, you know, again, the parallel between Superman and Moses, which I know I also brought up. But I also think another thing is I'm looking at um, Joe Schuster's, um Wikipedia page. I haven't pulled up Jerry Siegel's yet. But um, Joe Schuster came from, like I said, an Im- a Jewish immigrant family. So, and that they were, I believe, likely displaced because of the Holocaust, because, you know, the timing is right in history. But Superman, given when he was created in history, you, it's really hard to ignore the Jewish codedness of his character when you consider the character, the creator's background as not only being Jews, 
but Jewish immigrants who were likely displaced because of the Holocaust. And then you have this character who mirrors Moses' story because he was sent away from his home. He was forced out of his home because of something out of their control, the planet exploding. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like, as I was saying earlier, where Jews are, even if unintentionally, creating these stories with elements that they're familiar with. Everyone pulls inspiration from their own lives. And just sort of the reason that there is such a prevalence of this with, like you said, the naming conventions is because there were a lot of Jews in these roles working on comic books, largely for the fact that they couldn't get work many other places. And these were some of the few jobs that were hiring because they weren't seen as particularly valuable or like elevated, I guess. It was seen as a kitschy kind of low class type of work. So there are a lot of Jews working in the comic book industry for the fact that they can't work anywhere else. And so that's why there's so many examples of this. But yeah, so it just sort of Jewish ideology and Jewish stories and Jewish way of thinking permeates all of these early stories and thus kind of all comic books and all comic book stories entirely, even now when written by Goyish writers, because all the fundamentals and all almost all of these base original creations come from Jews and the Jewish outlook on life. So, uh, yeah, I just think it, the scope of how much it shapes superheroes in the comic book industry is incalculable. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, I don't really have anything to add to what you said because you hit the nail on the head, but I did have kind of a thought when you were talking about, um, again, Superman. Personally, I was thinking about it, and even if um, Superman's story did not mirror Moses's, Again, as I said, with the background of Joe Schuster and Jerry Siegel, even if we didn't have that Moses parallel, you can't look, you can't know Schuster and Siegel's background and not see how they likely created Superman because of what they were going through. They created him because they needed representation for something they were going through, through being displaced, um, which Jews have been displaced forever basically um there's i don't think there's ever been a year or a decade or you know a century where jews have not been forced out of one home or the other um so superman not only you know parallels moses's story but it just he parallels in a way the entire jewish people's story of being displaced from our um homes whether that that home is in Iran or England or, you know, Pakistan, like all these Jews, whether at some point in history, they may have not considered themselves, you know, maybe Iranian Jews, because I know that in um, Soviet era, um, Jews didn't consider themselves Russian Jews because there there was things going on that 
I don't fully understand, but they didn't consider themselves Russian Jews because of all of that. They just consider themselves Jews who lived in Russia, which I'm sure there are, you know, of course, Jews throughout history who felt that way about their homes. So, but they were still, regardless, that was where they lived, that was where they had their families, and they were still displaced from those areas, much like um, Superman, of course, his um, displacement was not due to other people necessarily coming in and be like, we no longer want you because of X, Y, Z reason. He was displaced because again, his planet. So yeah. All right, folks, it looks like we are reaching the end of the show. So I want to give a huge, huge thank you to Noah for being on because I had a blast talking about this. You brought up like so many new ideas that I had never really thought of before and I feel like it really pushed me to think about sort of these comics in a new way and that is sort of for me already coming from a Jewish perspective so this is already something that I do think about but also I hope that all you listeners out there um, learned something new and maybe found a new way to think about comic books a little bit so Hopefully you enjoyed this. I enjoyed it a lot. And as I kind of alluded to a few minutes ago, I'm definitely going to be doing a sort of in-depth Peter Parker discussion at some point, and Noah will be back for that. So you all can look out for that in the future. Though, maybe we'll try and mix it up a bit. We'll do it a little bit later. But yeah, thank you so, so much, Noah. It was really a blast. And just before we wrap up, did you have any last comments one thing that i did want to mention is if anyone is interested in readings i have three book recommendations well recommendations in quotes because i haven't actually finished reading these books but they have come highly recommended by other people the first one is up up and oy vey how jewish history culture and values shape the comic book superhero by simha weinstein the other book is Superman is Jewish, How Comic Book Superheroes Came to Serve Truth, Justice, and the Jewish-American Way by Harry Broad. And the last one is Superman Circumcised, The Complete Jewish History of the World's Greatest Hero by Roy Schwartz. And Roy Schwartz is the one who spoke about um, the Jesus-Superman parallels in the live adaptations, but I attended one of his um, Zoom calls for Shavuot. I fell asleep partially through it because it was Shavuot and I was already exhausted from working, but I was there. <laughs> now I am done. <laughs> I love especially the title of the first one, Up, Up, and Oy Vey. I think that's hysterical. So I don't know exactly what my plan for next week is. It will probably just be me talking about some stuff that I've read recently. So Wade Fantastic Four, possibly the Thor that I'm reading right now. We'll see. Don't know yet. So that reading will serve as sort of my recommended reading for the next show until I come up with an actual plan, in which case I will probably put it on Instagram. So for those of you who don't know, that is thoughtbubbles.kuci on Instagram. So feel free to check me out there if you want. I will post information about upcoming shows as well as weekly reviews. So yeah, that's it for now. 
I'll be here again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.